From golden daybreak Jesus will come Some golden daybreak Battles all won He'll shout the victory Break through the blue Some golden day break For me For you For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That message we give forth, and we proclaim every day with this radio period. The Bright Spot, our home mission radio broadcast. And this is Harold Seitler speaking. And again today we welcome each of you into our audience. If today you may be listening for the first time, I want you to know it's our joy to have you tuned to this station. And I hope you'll think of us tomorrow and every day, every weekday, at the same hour. Mrs. Garrett at the organ, My Savior's Love. Love is unthinkable and unspeakable, and yet day by day we try to herald this message and tell the good news that God loved us, but God hath commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. We come to this point every day on the Bright Spot Hour that we call prayer time, and we invite you to spend this moment with us daily as we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we rejoice as we come to thee for your love, unthinkable, unspeakable, indescribable, and yet a reality. We know that God loves us. The Bible tells us so. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son. And the fact that God sent his son to die upon the old rugged cross, upon the place of a skull called Calvary in the ancient city of Jerusalem is all the evidence any of us would need that God loves us, and we're so glad for that. And then we honor thee, our Heavenly Father, that Jesus, your Son, was obedient unto death, even the agonizing, unthinkable death of the cross, and that he died in our place and in our stead. Help men to recognize that. Help men to know that the only way of life everlasting is through the blood of his cross. And grant that ere the broadcast go off the radio today, some man or woman may bow on their knees before the Lord to receive him and to trust him as personal Savior. Our Father, bless the program. 
We do thank you for the years. We thank you for the door. We thank you for each station upon which today we broadcast. And we pray that every door might remain open. Put it on the hearts of those that could write, others that could enclose a sizable check, others that could have a small part in this home mission work to do so. May men obey the Lord and then give us power and grace and unction as we break the bread of life day by day. And for victory, any victory, and for every victory, we shall praise your name as we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Bill Harvey, come in to the radio mic on the Bright Spot Hour today as guest, and he selected Zion's Hill. There waits for me a glad tomorrow Where gates of pearl swing open wide And when I pass this veil of sorrow I'll dwell upon the other side Someday beyond the reach of mortal kin Someday God only knows just where Someday I'll hear the angels singing Beyond the shadows of the tomb And all the bells of heaven ringing While saints are singing Home, sweet home Someday beyond the reach of mortal kin Someday God only knows just when And I shall go to dwell on Zion's hill. 
Always a joy to have the recorded work of the late Bill Harvey with us and also my late grandfather. I appreciate them in a definite way. Mrs. Garrett at the Beautiful Instruments, we appreciate her memory and her work with the Bright Spot Hour in a definite way. A joy to greet our listeners today from WGCR, Pisgah Forest, North Carolina, WNEA, Douglasville, Georgia, WKXV, Knoxville, Tennessee. For those of you that hear the Bright Spot Hour in the Port St. Lucie, Florida area, I am in a meeting at the Heritage Baptist Church in Port St. Lucie with Dr. Ron Downs and the good congregation there at the Heritage Baptist Church. I was there Sunday morning and Sunday night. I spoke twice on Sunday morning, then Sunday evening. And then last night, the Lord willing, will be there tonight and tomorrow night. Tonight at 7.30, tomorrow night at 7.30. I appreciate your prayers that God will help us and use us in this meeting in a definite way. The Bright Spot Hour is a work of faith and a labor of love, depending upon the Lord and our many friends to enable the door of radio broadcasting to remain open. During the month of February, I make available my late grandfather's sermon number 51 on the Battle of Gog and Magog. The Battle of Gog and Magog. I'll be glad to send this to you on a compact disc. It will come to you in the return mail for a gift of $10. I have my grandfather's book on the church, a beautiful 286-page, perfect-bound, stiff-back, paperback book on the doctrine of the church. And the reason I'm making this available is because in the content of this book are two messages that are more than 100 years old. One of these is by Chester E. Tolga, Why Baptists Are Not Protestant, Why Baptists Did Not Cooperate with the Reformation and Refused Reformation Doctrine. Secondly, Baptist in History, and this is by W.D. Harvey. This is not Baptist history, but it is the role that Baptist people have played in history. On occasion, I find churches that identify as Reformed Baptist Church. But the message by Dr. Chester E. Tolga uh, identifies that Baptists not only did not cooperate in the Reformation, but that true Baptists refuse reform or Reformation theology. I'll send the book to you on the church. It has these two good messages in it. Also, the booklet by my grandfather, Blessed Assurance, or How May I Know I Am Saved. And I'll send both of these to you for a gift of $20. Our mailing address, the Bright Spot Hour, Post Office Box Number 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. Our email, all lowercase, drbencarper at yahoo.com. Find the Bright Spot Hour on social media at Rumble, Getter, Odyssey, X, YouTube, and Facebook. I continue dealing with the matter of justification. Today in Romans 8, 
And verse number 33, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifieth. Now, beginning back in verse number 31, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not freely with him also give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Now, on the program yesterday, I dealt with the negative aspects of justification. Man is not justified by moral character. Man is not justified by the deeds or the works of the law. So then how is it that a lost sinner can be justified? I'd remind you, man is justified judicially by God, causatively by grace, notoriously manifested by Jesus Christ, and mediated by faith, and evidenced by the matter of works. By the grace of God, I'll deal with these five things on the program over the next several days. Now, in the matter of justification, it is imperative that you and I, again, understand what justification is. Justification is not righteousness, nor is justification sanctification. The born-again child of God has the imputed righteousness of God, but the imputed righteousness of God is not justification. The born-again believer enjoys the matter of sanctification, positional sanctification being in Jesus Christ by the new birth. But again, justification is not positional sanctification. Whenever the lost sinner is justified, or when the lost sinner enjoys the matter of justification, that is not being made righteous, it is not being declared righteous. The matter of justification is the complete acquittal of all sin. The born-again child of God has been utterly acquitted of all sin. My sin has been put away in the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Then there is total vindication. Uh, under the matter of double jeopardy, I cannot be tried again for crimes that I have been acquitted of. That's double jeopardy. And in vindication, the born-again child of God is utterly and entirely vindicated before God. And now the born-again believer, because of the work of Jesus Christ, has been totally accepted by God and accepted before God through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Now that is precisely what I read here in Romans 8, verse number 31, 32, and 33. Verse 33 in the context is of no value without verse 31 and 32. Verse 33, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect, it is God that justifieth. 
In verse 31, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? All right, now how is the matter that God is for us, how is that matter now evidenced? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also uh, freely give us all things? Then who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? The matter of justification is a judicial action that is in harmony with the law of God, and it is based upon the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's why in the King James Bible you never read the word pardon in the New Testament. The uh, A pardon is not a New Testament understanding. It is a part of the Old Testament economy. The matter of pardoning is a part of the Old Testament system of atonement. And Paul identifies in Hebrews that the offerings demanded under the law, the offerings of atonement, could never make the comers thereunto perfect. The men and women brought their atonement offering, and that simply rolled the due date of their sin forward for one year. It did not wash their sin away, it rolled the due date forward. That's why Paul the Apostle said, again in Hebrews, concerning the Old Testament saints, these all died in faith, not, N-O-T, not having received the promises, but seeing them afar off and were persuaded of them. My late grandfather used to say, my late grandfather was Dr. Harold Seitler, and he used to say in his preaching that the Old Testament saints were saved on credit. They were saved on credit. They died under atonement and did not go to heaven. They went to paradise in the heart of the earth, separated from hell by a great gulf. And they were there until the death of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross. When Christ died at Calvary, Christ satisfied the demands of the law by giving himself on the cross to pay the sin debt for the sinner. So my sin, and you see it is a matter of sin, sin is what condemns the lost sinner to hell. It's a matter of S-I-N. As in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. It is the matter of S-I-N that I have inherited from Adam. It's not taking dope and drinking beer. I have never had any alcohol in my body in my life as a beverage, and I've never taken any dope in my life. I've never uh, snorted cocaine or smoked marijuana or anything else for that matter. But it's not beer drinking and dope taking that sends a man to hell. It is sin in Adam. Death passed upon all men for that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. As in Adam, the Bible is clear, all die. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. It is the condemnation of sin inherited in Adam that sends man to hell. And when Jesus Christ died upon the cross of Calvary, Romans 6 and verse number 10, for in that he died, he died unto S-I-N. He died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. 
the matter of sin has been dealt with. This matter of sin has been addressed in the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Now that helps explain 2 Corinthians 5, 20 and 21, that God was in Christ uh, uh, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. The God, Jehovah, who gave the law, Jehovah, who stated the wages of sin is death, was incarnate, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father. The Lord Jesus said, I and my Father are one. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. He is Jehovah. So the lawgiver, Jehovah, is also the payer of the demands of the law. The God who demanded a sacrifice is the sacrifice. God who said the wages of sin is death was incarnate in the man Christ Jesus to die upon the cross of Calvary to pay the demands of a thrice holy God for sin. That God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So justification is a judicial act of Almighty God. You see, the only regard and the only basis of forgiveness that God the Father has for the lost sinner is to forgive the lost sinner directly in line with the sacrificial work of Jesus Christ on the cross. It is the work of Christ on the cross that is the payment for the demands of God Almighty, the wages of sin is death, that is precisely what Jesus Christ paid. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. The wages of sin is death. The payment has been paid absolutely. Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. Jesus Christ has accomplished, he has given the payment. That payment was with his life. My sin is now washed away in the blood of Jesus Christ. I will never meet my sin. My sin is gone. In that he died, he died unto sin once. 1 John 3, 9, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Now that text didn't say whosoever is born of, born of God is sinlessly perfect or does not commit sins of the flesh. 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, S-I-N-S, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, S-I-N-S, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But 1 John 3, 9 does not say S-I-N-S. 1 John 3, 9 says S-I-N. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. My justification is accomplished for me directly in line with the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Christ died for sin, S-I-N. My sin is now removed from me. 
My sin is forgiven. I have no sin debt to condemn me to hell. Therefore, I can be justified. Not because I'm a good person. Not because I deserve justification. But I can be justified because Jesus Christ paid my sin debt when he died on the cross of Calvary to give me redemption. Now, my friend, if you're hearing the program today and you've never been saved, I challenge you, I urge upon you, believe the gospel and be saved today. This broadcast of the Bright Spot Hour has been transcribed and conducted by Dr. Ben Carper. You may write the Bright Spot Hour at Post Office Box 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. This is Mark Ferguson saying be by your radio tomorrow for the Bright Spot Hour with Dr. Ben Carper. Same time, same station, same gospel. Yeah.